are now listening to the Life is Not Complicated, You Are Strong Opinions podcast with mentor, role model, proven philanthropist, and best-selling author, your host, Carlos Wallace. What's up, my people? We're back with you on the Life is Not Complicated, You Are Strong Opinion podcast, and I got my man, Mikhail Limbrick, a.k.a. Fetty, with me today. Uh, filmmaker extraordinaire. What's up, brother? Yes, sir, man. Glad to be here on the podcast, brother. Well, I, I know you as a filmmaker, man, but tell them a little bit about yourself. Oh, uh, man, I uh, started filmmaking about 10 years ago. Um, actually, me and a partner of mine, Big Seven, Santel Briones, uh, we started out with it just, uh, and it was due to the fact that a lot of Houston music artists in Houston wasn't getting a lot of notoriety. You know, you just see Slim Thug and Kiki on the big, big shows like MTV or BET. Right. But no one was getting any notoriety for like little local spots in the city. So we decided to start doing like interviews, mm. like up and coming rappers, you know. So we put them on YouTube or whatever that was popping at the time. Right. Let them get some notoriety and some shine. And it bounced from that to uh, some of them asking us about video shoots. Mm. And like we still. <laughs> Way behind the ears, yeah, on filming. So we researching and oh, let's get this camera. Well, we need this one. We need that one. So we trial and error. Um, and what's so ironic about it? The first video shoot we ever did, they paid us twelve hundred dollars for. Wow. We have never <laughs> shot a video. We like, oh lord, they finna pay us twelve hundred. Right. So we researched and we got it done. You know, it was according to what we can do now. That was like real mediocre, but. It got done, and I've just been mashing the gas ever since because Big Seven decided, you know, step out and stick to his family a little bit more. And he said, hey, man, go ahead and have at it. So I've been just all you investing, all me. Well, I know I know. when I first met you, you, showed, you shot one with a – it might have been Dante. It was in a, it was in a barbershop. And you you had like the the blue smoke and this and that and the other and and I looked at the video I was like man that's dope as hell and you he was like yeah but look where we shot it and I <laughs> I couldn't even believe it like oh yeah yeah man like that's to have that kind of vision to even look at a little spot and be like man this is what I can do with this like yeah. that's just amazing to me yeah that's another thing uh, just trying to turn water into wine uh, and that's something you just got to have in you you can't look that up right right you know, right you just got to be able to. Either you got it or you don't. Think, man, I can do this instead of thinking, oh, where are we going to shoot at? Right. Man, just turn them, you know, now turn I, trash into treasure. Well, you know, I tell I tell the youngsters all the time, man, the mm-hmm. the best time to start a business is when you broke because your creativity will come Out the roof. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'll learn yep. how to work with whatever you got, you know what I mean? That is correct. That is correct. Uh, and one thing about that is, being a creative, like if you got the time for it and you got the real passion for it, because people think on to only make it happen, you got to have money. Got to have budget. Yeah, you. Nah, you I got to have t- this camera and no. Right. As long as you got the passion and just trial and error, you'll you know, figure try it. Out. it. You know, you'll get it eventually. Yeah, and but, I hear a lot of people say that, like you know, well, creative people say, look, man, hey, I didn't, I didn't have no big old fancy red, or I didn't have no big old lot in the studios. Damn, right. how you do that? <laughs> just creativity. Oh, man, we call it, uh, it's something we call guerrilla style shooting. <laughs> we go, like, in the city, we be on rooftops, uh, parking garages. What they going to do but tell us to leave? That's it. <laughs> so we, yeah. you know, in order to get, well, now we legit now, but. Right, right. You just got to have that push and that drive. Just make it happen. And it's been, it's been happening. So now, I mean, you, I rise film, so you the sole owner 
of I Rise Film. Yes, sir. So owner. Um, putting together a team right now, but I mean, just to make it. Tyler Perry is the epitome of what is to be done in film as Man. of today. 330 acre yep. studio. Yep. All and he owned it all. Right. Like if you're not trying to go that route, like I don't know what you're talking about. But. And beyond film, like this <laughs> dude, eventually they're gonna be holding Academy Awards at his spot. They're gonna be holding uh, pageants at his spot. Like everything, like everything. It's is he has long like it's longevity. Yeah, with him, yeah. he ain't just said, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this so I can work today." No, no. Like generations down the line, gonna be right there. Tyler Perry Studio. Right. It's, it's, it's going to take a major catastrophe to tear that, that down. Yeah, that's 330 acres. Like, yeah. That's like almost a neighborhood. Yep. You know. uh, how long have you known you wanted to, to do be a filmmaker? Uh, well, like I say, after we started 10 years ago, like first knowing that the lane is not saturated. Mm -hmm. That was the main thing. Uh, first, I started to try to do some music and make beats, but it's like a thousand and one producers in, right. the, in the city. But it wasn't a lot of people with a camera and that's doing film. So I said, okay, well, I could actually start doing this. And then when it started becoming lucrative, mm -hmm. I started making a little change. And, you know, the name started to buzz. I'm like, okay. And um, I owe a lot of this to Ken Boyd. Oh, now he's moved on to New York, <laughs> comedian. But he's the first time I, sh I filmed in the improv. Right. I filmed his DVD project. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, you know, you, you, Carlos Wallace, y'all just started introducing me to other actors, comedians, and we started doing projects with them. And I'm like, oh, wow. And now I'm messing with, you know, folks that has a, a serious name in acting or, or comedy. Right. Like, <laughs> they putting their life or their career on the line and investing in me. Put it in your hands. Well, now nah, this this means something. Like this is a gift to me. This is a gift from God, straight up. But it, it's two two things I want to point out before we move forward. Like, one, you came into it with the thought of helping other people. Like you wanted to give you film the the hip hop artists around the city for the purpose of helping them. You know exactly uh, it, grow. And and that that comes from the statement like you know don't chase the money. Right. Chase right. the passion. The money will come. It'll come. So my my was just focused on the quality, you know, making it look right. Mm -hmm. And then making sure that that artist gets, you make sure that artist uses it to his full potential. Mm -hmm. Like, hey man, this is a project, this is your resume. Right, right, right. Take this and push it, you know, to over other countries, right. other states, I mean, this is you. This is what you got to work with. Yeah. So then the money just started coming. I wasn't, sometimes I wasn't even like worried about Get you know, it was just it's coming. Put my work out there, and it was word of mouth. As soon as I do a project for them, they show it. Mm -hmm. Their people see it. Now my phone ringing out the. But that that was the one thing I want to point. The second thing I wanted to point out is uh, I tell people all the time, man. Now that I live in New York, I get to see both sides a lot, and there's a whole lot of talent right in Houston, and I have been around other filmmakers, and there's no disrespect to any of them, <laughs> but I ain't seen nobody do what you do. Um, or take, like one time Liz had a show filmed in New York, and that guy, you know, no disrespect to him, but he ain't got no business <laughs> filming, filming comedy. Like he's zooming in on, on, on things that shouldn't have been a zoom, like should have been a full body shot. Right. And, uh, and, it, and it was amazing to me what you did with it when I brought it, oh, yeah. it had you edit it. And, uh, cause I know what it was before. 
So, so I can I can speak firsthand, man. Uh, I done dealt with a lot of them, and I ain't seen nobody that can make turn water into wine, <laughs> like man, you said. Man, you, it's, a, it's like a certain eye you have to have. Man, I say that because I watch movies differently now. Right. Like if I, oh no, this isn't right. Cause there's a certain little, there are certain rules in film that you have to follow because it looks crazy to the naked eye when you see it. Mm -hmm. Like you see bloopers, somebody had a hat on this way. Then the next scene, the hat is turned sideways. I pick up on that like instantly. Right. So certain rules you really got to follow. And some people have brought footage to me that was just so bad. I just didn't even touch it. Yeah. Like Cause I it wasn't going to be right. Yeah, it wasn't going to be right. So. Nah, and I don't blame you. I take that initiative, man. Now, what would you say are some of your biggest challenges in, in the business and in life? Uh, well, in life, of course, I got to balance it. I have children, full-time job, and still doing this. Um, <clears throat> these cameras ain't cheap. <laughs> 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 Let me go throw that out there right now. So, so um, working, trying to get the, getting the right shot, uh, building a team is, is, oh, it's hard. It's, it's a struggle because... You want somebody to do something at least up to Paul as to how you do it too. Right. So if you don't get nobody that's in the same, that's on the same level as you, you kind of got to work with it, or you try to force yourself to do it all on your own. Um, uh, I haven't haven't had too many problems working with other artists. Uh, I kind of slid out of the the rap videos because ah oh, man, I can't be waiting on Pookie and them to right. show up. <laughs> they they it's like the rappers today. Or I, I use the term loosely. They don't take it serious like it used to be. Oh, no. Like, like the cats our age, you know, 15, 20 years ago, they they took it really, really, really serious. You know, like, yo, man, this video might be on BET, so I need to make the, you know, do this right. What well, the guys now is like YouTube or whatever. So it's like they they feel like they ain't got to take it serious. And I'm gonna tell you why. The equipment is so so cheap now. Mm. Rap videos back then, like '90s, you was paying thirty thousand up. Right, right. So you you had a manager that was gonna make sure everybody was on time. <laughs> right. We on a time limit. We rented out this space. Nowadays, you can buy a camera from for like about seven eight hundred. Right. And just go right outside and voila, there you go. Wow. So that's why they just so using it so loosely because it's cheap now. Well, and I I have to agree with you on that because uh, I tell people that's why we have so many unfunny comics. Because comedy is an art that you don't have to invest nothing. You can show up at the local open mic drunk and want to show out in front of your friends, get, <laughs> get up there, do a lot of cussing. Do your thing. And, but that ain't comedy. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> every now and then, some of them slip through the cracks, and they really think they're a comic, you know, yeah. until they get outside their neighborhood or get outside their city, and uh, all of a sudden, that joke about your high school ain't funny because yeah. these people don't know your high school. Nah, that's when the manager come in, the writers come in. <laughs> right. But yeah, that's that's Instagram for you and, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you mentioned wow. your children, man. Uh, are they uh, thinking about following your footsteps as far as making? My films? middle son is actually in school right now, and he's taking up uh, media, audio and video. Okay, so he got an eye for it. So I yeah, and I already told him, hey, when you need extra credit or whatever, yep. <laughs> come on with your old man. Hey, that's the and, best way to do it. And you're gonna make you some money. And you're going to make some money. That's the best way to do it, man. Yeah, so he's he straight in there with me. So y'all talk about it all the time. That's good. Man. Oh, yeah. Because it'll, uh, you know, like I said, create that legacy and build that whole empire inside the circle. You ain't got to go outside the circle. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. <laughs> Tyler Perry. I can pass down what I got to him, and he can keep on moving. Yeah.
Hey, we're going to take a quick break, man. Uh, when I come back, we're going to talk a little bit about this politics. I know that's one of your favorite subjects. Uh, uh. <laughs> we'll be right back with you on the yes. Life is Not Complicated Strong yes, Opinion Podcast. The thing students say, like, you know, man, because of this book, I didn't commit suicide. Because of this book, I can now uh, speak in public and come out of my shell. Because of this book, I'm not so worried about what other people say about me, you know, I'm not looking for their validation. That's what me, that, you know, that's what, that's what touches me. Um, my favorite chapter was about not letting either your boss, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, mother, family, anybody get in your way of being successful in whatever it is you want to do. To purchase life is not complicated. You are or the other 99 times or to download the audio versions. Please visit carloswallace.com. Stream life is not complicated. You are and the other 99 times. Train your mind to enjoy serenity on Tidal, Spotify and Audible today. All right, we're back with you on the Life is Not Complicated Strong Opinion Podcast with my man, Fetty. Uh, before we get into the politics, man, I know you're a sports fan, so let's, let's talk. I know how many remotes you've broken <laughs> dealing with them Texans. Oh, yeah, but, I was, and I really, to be honest, I kind of slid back, and I'm just going to say it like it is. Ever since, you know, Kaepernick got blackballed, I really stepped back from Football, period. Yeah, you know, too many like red tape. Oh, like, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. now the game's like I don't even know what the game is about, but I know what I, I do see in the news about how, you know, uh, what's his name Reed um, that was kneeling with with Kaepernick, uh, blackballing him. Yeah, Eric, I know, I can't think of his name. Eric, yeah, yeah, Eric Reed, Eric, Eric Reed, Reed blackballing him. Why you letting this one and that one get away with domestic violence and right. spousal? You know, beating on their wives. Spitting so. on folks. Yeah, so, and then the coaches slaying, saying all kind of racist remarks and sliding through the cracks. The owners. Yep. I'm like, nah, I'm going I'm to I'm slide away from this. But uh, go Astros. Yeah, yeah, the Astros, man, I can honestly say, like, uh, I, I like the Astros. I didn't really like Drake McClain because to me he was just he was just old money. Like right. it's almost like he didn't care if the team win or lose. He was just trying to turn a profit, you know. And so now when uh, Crane got him, and it's just been you know a short time, like five or six years, and you see a total difference Man. in the organization. Totally and it ain't different. like he going out there trying to buy big names or nothing like that. Like he just built from Build. inside. Building and, uh, that's how you build an organization. I don't care if it's basketball, football, baseball, soccer. You build them and grow them up, man. Like going out there buying somebody for one year with the hopes you win, that ain't that that's that does no like good. They basketball the same way. Oh, let's go get a rest, no, Russell. No, no, man. You got build, build up the your people team. you got. Yeah, build your team, build that chemistry, and that's what will make you last a long time. Build a Thanks. system. And then you plug and play. Next guy, next man up. Yeah. But when you just trying to ride the wave of one big star here or there, that that that, that ain't gonna they last. Ch chasing a ring, that's all they do. Yeah, and I see that in the Astros. Like I see them building a long term organization. Yeah. So I can I can support that. Two straight up. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about this politics, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, now I know how you feel, but but I want the people to hear it. <laughs> who we getting rid of? Who we keep? Yeah. Well, oh, I can, you know, I hear a lot of people uh, talk about black and brown talk about how horrible Trump is, 
And and I think we can almost all agree on that. Right. But I'm also the guy that says, hey, it's always something good in everything. And if Trump ain't done nothing else, he make us pay attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. And he made everybody else surface who we should have been paying attention to. Should have been to. paying attention to. That's so, right. I give him up a key I give him key points on that, you know. Cause see the thing is, as sad as it I hate I hate to say it, but when things are good, we get comfortable, man. We get lazy and we think, oh, everything cool, everything cool. And so eight years of Barack, at the end of his term, I think people took vote they didn't take voting that serious. You like know, we already we the one now. So yeah, yeah. So now Trump coming in and like, man, I tell you what, next election I'm I'm I'm, I'm taking off work. And and so if he didn't do nothing else, he did that. He making people understand the Constitution. He making people looking up uh, stand your ground laws. Fact check. Fact checking. Like and and if it, if nothing else, he did that. Like. I can't tell you how many constitutional conversations I've had with people <laughs> in the last three, four, you know, two, three years that I'm like, damn, bro, I ain't know you even talk about that. Well, Trump made me go learn. I was I like, okay. Well, well, on the other side, even his supporters should fact check him too. Absolutely. But to me, they're riding that wave of, he's speaking about people we don't like. He's right, the voice right. for us. And see, the so thing is, I don't know who said it best, but... Um, if he picking on that group or that sector, you say, well, that ain't me. It's going to eventually be you. So you better pay attention to that. You know, what I say is, man, if it's a mosquito in the room, eventually it's going gonna, it's gonna to bite everybody. Somebody. It just got to get them first, then second, third. But it's going to get you too if you're in the room long enough. That's be, just be prepared. Just be prepared, <laughs> man. But uh, he has done his due diligence damn near to piss off everybody at any given time. Wow. <laughs> just... But but the dude did it with me, man. When he when he criticized the Gold Star family, here these people's son have died in a military uniform, and you call them fools and idiots. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's and uh. if if America ain't never agreed on anything, we agree on the veterans, like especially fallen veterans. You know, by you saying that, <laughs> you know where he's getting some of his wall money from. Right. Yeah, he taking it away out of the military. military. So where's the uproar with that? None, none. That's where I'm like, at a, like, come on, none. And see, the thing is, and, and my daughter's in the navy, so I, I can say this: they can't say nothing, even though they want to. They can't speak out because he's in their chain of command. So if they say something, they get in trouble mm. because when he take that money, the military getting shorted on stuff because the, because the funds are low. And uh, but but they can't say nothing publicly, and I'm like, man, that's just that's terrible. Wow. And it's gonna hurt for a long time. It ain't gonna be oh, just yeah. a day or two, three. Like, cause now you got to recover all, you know, where they fell short. Sure, like when he shut down the government, they still yep. had to work. Yep. <laughs> and a long time, you know. And who I feel bad for the most in that is the uh, people work at the airport, TSA. Yeah. Cause they don't make no hundreds of thousands of dollars. Homeland Security. Yeah, some of them cats make you know twenty eight, thirty thousand dollars. And they depending on that shit. That's right. Go you, two months with no check. You would think that is being a government job. You, you money is good. That you good. That's what we we grew up thinking that you got a government job, man. Your money is good. Here it is, old Leroy at McDonald's getting his check. He getting the check, and here you wonder, <laughs> man, is it gonna shut down again in six months? Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. And 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 you know it, it's gonna come again. And so it's like, man. Again, where's the uproar from his camp? None. You ain't so, gonna have that. I guess if it's not hurting their pocket, yep, they good. And it, it's it's sad too because they don't care about the fellow man. You know. 
Yeah, and that's one thing I learned. Uh, I guess I was, you know, my mom just raised me like that too. Just having care for people other than myself. And that ain't got nothing to do with politics. That's just that's being just, humane. Yeah, that's just me, bro. period. Yeah. You know? yeah, that's crazy. Man. Now, let's get on these school shootings, man. What do you What do you think the problem is? <sighs> or what do you think we could do to, to curve it or stop it? Well, uh, first I can talk about the uh, resolutions that's been thrown in the air as it like banning assault uh, assault weapons. Uh -huh. When you speak about banning assault weapons, now I look at the people who are, oh, you're going to take my gun. What is assault weapon used for? The word is right in there, assault. That's it. You're not I mean, finna shooting no deer. No, 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 no. You know, so why do you need an assault rifle? <laughs> I can kill you with a 22 yes. pistol. If that's what I want to do. <laughs> if that's what I want to do. So. Right. Um, and I remember Obama banning mentally ill people from purchasing firearms. Right. Trump, re, uh, he reversed it. And that makes no sense. Where's the uproar from these white families whose right. children have died in these shoots? Right. Like, come on, somebody got to, like, somebody got to wake up and use their head, so. And you never know what is going to happen. Okay, you see the signs because they are going to make some kind of manifesto or they're going to make a post that people just ignore on right. Facebook or, or social media. And... I think parents need to um, watch signs also. Yeah, be more connected with the kids. You know if your child is acting different, right. antisocial to themselves, uh, stay in their business. Yeah. Well, I noticed uh, when, uh, when the Columbine happened, man, and uh, they interviewed one of the mothers to one of the kids that, that was in, you know, that did the shooting. And she in the interview, she said, like, because uh, the kids had them guns mailed to the house. All of them were being delivered at their house. And the mother said that she hadn't been in that kid's room in six months. They should have arrested her right there. You ain't been in his room in six <laughs> months. negligence. What, what's wrong with you? Feed them, go to send yeah. them out. So all these packages being delivered, and you never question your kid, hey man, what's what are these boxes? What you know, where and question where is he getting the money to place these orders? You know? Put it like this, in our day. You close the door in the house oh, if you it's want not to. It's not, <laughs> hey, and you better not have nothing mailed to the house. Like, what? Oh, yeah. A package? It's, oh, my mail was open before I even That's got it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mick, you got, you got a letter. It's open. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, man, and it better not be a, bo a box. A box? Oh, no. And then opening it, some gun or, or some ammunition? Come on, man. We going all in your case. Man, we finna get busy. But speaking on that, uh, I just seen on the news where the, the Santa Fe shooter um, yeah, they saying he ain't coming to the no, stand he's not trial. even coming to the stand trial. So when are you uh, diagnosed with mental illness? Right. Where do we draw the line? Like, where do we draw the line? If you can always throw that uh, in the air and say, okay, this is going to stick. I mean, anybody can go do it. And the people that lost kids in that should be in an uproar. They are. Yeah, they should, they should be so mad. They are. Like, but I tell you, if my kid was in that jail, it'd be the safest place for him. Because <laughs> he was out here. I, I can't promise what I would or would not do. Yeah, so. it's a different story. And I hate to say it when, when it comes to race and how we were raised. It's totally we look different. at something totally different. Yeah, it's it's like there's no more no values and principles, man. But damn. And, and it's showing. Then is that is that oxymoron? Because look what happened to Amber Geiger and... Gene Botham and his brother, you know, hugging her and having pity and sympathy. Well, I, I, I say, as a Christian, I understand. I just can't say I could have done it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, when I saw it, I said, man, I said, reality is, that is what a Christian should do. 
but I can't say I could have been a Christian that day. Now, it would have been hard for me. Now, you're part of my group on Facebook called the Thinkers Club. Right. We think outside the box. We try to hit it on all angles. Something tells me that some people can be coerced into oh, sure. saying certain things. Absolutely. Now, you get up there and you give pity on her and you apologize, or else... Yeah. We'll do something to you on the back end. The powers that be is who I'm talking I, about. I agree. But I, I was saying, telling a friend of mine the other day, it's amazing how much you can brainwash somebody with the Bible. Oh, but yeah. I read a quote, man. It said, the biggest lies the devil ever told had God on his tongue. <laughs> so it's, it's just you manipulate that word oh, and you man. get into a person's mind and they it's like they lose all sense of thought. And they just follow you blindly. And it's like, oh, that's another podcast, dude. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's yeah, that's deep, right? But there. it's 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 crazy how much you can manipulate a person with that Bible. Like you see it, it it's pastors that that coerce husbands into letting him sleep with their wives with the Bible. It's it's pastors that's you know priests molesting little boys with the with that verse, like with that Bible for they, for years, yeah, decades. Yeah, man, and it's it's just it's amazing to me how much you can brainwash somebody like that i guess that that power yeah, it's used a, for you know used for the wrong for the wrong yeah, thing yeah absolutely but it's a special place in hell for them i yeah. say that all the time yeah about how other people got to suffer because of their right you know right now mm-hmm. uh as a filmmaker man you you work with people of all walks all race all genders i mean you got you got work on hbo oh yeah man. so as a global person what are your thoughts about the immigration issues that you know that we facing now? Uh, well, I wish I can kick Candace Owens straight in the tail. Boy, because but that's that's another podcast. Boy, <laughs> but uh, the way Trump molds it, of right. course, he says they're bringing in drugs, they're rapists, they're murderers, they're gang members. Look on that TV. That's right. Look in them cages. Them three, four year old children. Right. They ain't got now pistol in their hand. Right. No drugs. They're uh, seeking asylum. Yeah. You know they're trying to get away from what he's telling us they're bringing. Right. They're trying to get away from the cartels and the killings and the murderers. So most of them go through the correct procedures mm-hmm. into getting asylum correctly. Seeking asylum. This has been going on for for decades. Right, right. Uh, you know, and, and no, there's no drugs and no murders coming through here. He can build this wall all all he wants to because little does he know, and a lot of people do know, drugs are not coming through no border. They not they coming over straight through the port. <laughs> yeah, they they gonna intercept one <laughs> truck and let the other five come through. Absolutely, the government's been doing it for decades, many many years. Mm-hmm. Either on the train, plane, boat, eighteen yeah. boats. Yeah, it ain't. They, they, they not the walking point. over the border. They coming straight through the checkpoint. Yeah, and they letting them come through. But I mean, I, I hate it because he's putting a horrible stigma on, you know, foreigners. Mm-hmm. Not even Hispanics, uh, uh, Indian, Pakistanians, right. you know, it's making it look horrible. While he in cahoots with the Russians, right? We ain't right. gonna talk about that. But and it, it's just crazy. But a guy said to me one day, he said, "Man, if America is so uh, want to be so involved with with this immigration, I'll." Why don't they go down there and fix what's broken? <laughs> like, you know, won't you, won't you go attack them like you do in the Middle East? I said, well, because it ain't nothing there that they want. Like, they ain't in it just to fix something. They, they want some money. Right. So if it ain't no money down there, like that's why they ain't going. Or, uh, 
since the cartels are bad in Mexico, yeah. go down there and fight with them. And go give tear them, them up. So they can stay at home. Absolutely. That's how you fix that. You fix that, then the people won't need asylum. They, they don't need to come over peace. here. We living good over They can live in peace right at home. You ain't going to go down there and mess with you know, chop on his, and his people. No, but believe it or not, not everybody want to come here. Right? <laughs> if they know like we know. Right. Yeah, we're going to take another quick break right quick. We'll be back with you on the Life is Not Complicated. You are Strong Opinion Podcast. Yes, sir. Hi, everyone. Liz Fobles here to let you know about my children's book, You Have a Superpower. It's part of a series of books I've written to empower, to inspire, and to help young girls everywhere realize you have special talents, special gifts that make you an amazing person. I call them superpowers because these extraordinary talents, whether it's math, science, art, sports, or even writing, can help change the way people look at themselves and the world just by watching how confident you are about your extraordinary gifts. It's the perfect book for any young woman who needs a positive reminder that she's smart, gifted, and important. You Have a Superpower is available on Amazon.com. Order yours today and let that special young girl in your life know she can change the world one superpower at a time. All right, we back with you. On the uh, Life is Not Complicated, you are a strong opinion podcast, innovators, thought leaders, decision makers, and game changers. Mm. And my man Fetty is definitely one of those. Resolve. Uh, if not all of them. We resolve. We think resolution. Yeah. So uh, what would you say <clears throat> is your daily routine? <clears throat> that's a part of your daily routine that help you get to where you are, you know, to get to the successful level where you're at? Uh, well... Get like getting my thoughts together, and the the it's cliche, but the the cliche. What is it? Fail to plan, plan to fail. Right, right, right. Like man, that that is so so true. Cause I'm not spontaneous. Mm -hmm. Like I gotta have a struct. I gotta be structured. I'm right. gonna do this today. At least a week, a week in advance. I gotta know I know what's going on so I can execute. And short term goals. When I implemented that in my life. That helped really help me progress. Mm -hmm. Cause at first I was just willy nilly, just let me do something today, and then don't even finish it, complete it. So structuring and planning my my projects, that's been helping me move forward. Because even writing them down on paper, yeah, like that's very very um, very helpful mm -hmm. in me being progressive. Because I can look back and say, okay, I completed this on this day. It took me this time. Next time I can try to. Research how I can do it in shorter time to have more time to work on other projects. So, right. So planning that's been real, real strong. So uh, whenever you, when you encounter any kind of struggles, life struggles, uh, your darkest times, man. Like, what, what is it that kick you in the pants and say, you know what, not today, devil, man, and keep it moving. And I guess like looking back at past, um, like somebody could have said, like you could, you've told me many things in the past that's. You know, I reflect on that like, oh no, I got to keep on mashing the gas, right? And just always having the the finish line in my mind. Mm. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not done right here, right, right. Like it's been many times when I I didn't want to throw in the towel, but I've quit for the day. At least take a break, yeah, yeah. So and I got to be mindful. Your body don't care how much you want to grind. No, when it's when it's done, it's like done. you gotta. <laughs> people don't get their correct sleep because oh, I want to mash the gas and grind no. while you sleeping. I'm working. 
All right. Yeah, it'll catch up. <laughs> Your heart gonna be like, hey, I'm, I'm finna take a nap. Yeah, it'll catch you up. You know, so uh, uh, maintaining my health, you know, going to the gym, working out, eating the right stuff. Um, that has to be, because like, this cat's dying of, man, a diabetes and, right. you know, a bad uh, young dude blood pressure, like in their 30s. Yeah. So uh, staying healthy, that's one thing that keeps me, you know, keeps me going and keeps my energy up. Now, with your success, I mean, like I said, you got projects on HBO, uh, soon to be project Netflix, Hulu, oh, Amazon. Yeah. Like you, what keeps you grounded and humble? Like w with everything you've accomplished, and you know, top notch guy, but you still the same dude I met. <laughs> you know, oh, so, yeah. so what keeps you humble? <clears throat> Actually, and this is this comes from seeing other folks that get cocky and then fall. Fall, yeah. Oh man, I almost like is God putting this in my face to see, so you can just remind you that hey, whenever you step out of line, yeah, <laughs> this is what could happen to you. Don't so take long. Yeah, so oh, just staying humble and, and realizing that I'm still progressing by being humble. Mm -hmm. Like n no one has told me, man, you got to talk noise once you start doing your thing. You got to put your foot down and be cocky. Like, I don't have to do all that. I don't even have to raise my voice and yell. Like, my point going to still get it across. Right. So And the work going to speak for yeah, you. Yeah, the work. That's another thing. Like, just do the work. No one speaks about IRIS Films because of something I say. Right. They go online and see it and go to the website. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's what. That's <laughs> he right. the truth. He, yeah, he ain't got to say nothing. His work is speaking. I know uh, when people say they want to book you, and this day you say, Los, first tell them go look at my work. Go look at the work. I'm, we're not talking numbers or nothing. Just tell them go look at my work. <laughs> look at the work then. And then come when back. When I tell you something, you oh, okay, that's why. <laughs> they understand. Yeah, go look at the work, man. Because yeah. I can, I'm not into selling nobody no dream, like by word of mouth. Like, right. Nah. I'll let one of my clients tell you. Right. Man, he the truth because he done something for me, and this is what it is. So. That'll speak for you. Yeah, let them let them be my uh, promo team. You know, my marketing team. Right. Do you uh do you ever mentor anybody? Like you know, try to coach up or you know, teach them about filming. It's not too many upcoming, which is another reason why I'm in this lane because it's not too many upcoming filmmakers. Now you can find a photographer on every street. Mm -hmm. So. When it comes to filmmaking, I'm like in a different lane. But I, whoever would, would ask me a question, like I never hesitate to share the knowledge that I have. And right. if we need to get together the research so we can find out the answers, you know, together, like right. we can do that. So other than like my son who's involved in it, like I have a few cats asking me certain questions, but I'm still a student myself. Yeah. yeah. So still learning. Why do you think is, is is the the interest is low. Like you said, you find a photographer on every corner. <clears throat> yeah. But why do you think filmmaking, the interest is so low? Uh, that's a tough question. I think they don't, they know, they have an idea of what goes into like the editing and they mm. kind of like get scared, get yeah. cold feet behind it. Um, and then also I've tried to reach out to other filmmakers and videographers and cinematographers because I feel that we could be that next melting pot. Houston could be the next melting pot. I agree. Uh, but everybody's, in they in their own group so much that uh, we over here doing us we good like to me and i reached out to several i mean i ain't gonna say no names but right you know i reached out to several and uh, yeah all right man we'll probably chop it up one day you know everybody gets so engulfed in their own project right like like we got to work together man like atlanta's doing it yep. you know so i'm just thinking we could be that fourth melting pot oh and, I, uh, I i definitely see it 
I yeah. think uh, just if I could put my two cents in, I think the reason the interest is so low, we're in a society now instant gratification. You know, see with the pi- yeah. with the picture, they can take that picture and see it right there. As far as that film, like that's you gotta wait and put it yeah, in the work. Yeah, yeah, and they 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 just don't have that kind of mindset. They want that now. microwave career right now. Yep. I need it. if I can get paid tomorrow, I get into it. Exactly. No, man, do you know how it took me years and trial and error and buying the wrong thing and having to go buy the right thing. Yep. Investing money to get to where I'm at, and I'm still I still got a long way to go. Yeah. You know, but I can say I've filmed something for Sesame Street, mm-hmm. which is aired on HBO. I work with some top-notch actors in the uh, city. Right. A top-notch writer. Shout out to Billy D. Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, so evidently, I'm doing one something. Awards. Right. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. awards. Yeah, uh, award-winning you know, films. Award-winning short films. Hey. Yeah. Comedians all mess with me from yeah. out of state. And even some you don't even know. <laughs> so man, yeah, it, it's, I'm doing something right. You know. To to reach the level of success where you are, and you know, I've been I've been a part of it a little bit growing with you, and and I've had to do it myself. But you have to let certain people go, because certain folks be in the way, or they might have their own motives, or yeah. or whatever the case may be. Like, how hard is it for you? Like, because sometimes it might be somebody really close, but you you gotta say, look, man. If it's me or you, I gotta go, man, because you you weighing me down. Like like how hard is it, you know, to do that? That's where it's tough, like I said, about building a team. Like, that's real tough. And like we just spoke on, if the payout ain't coming tomorrow, right? they're not going to give as much energy and as much you know passion as I have. Um, but far as anyone outside of filmmaking, well, let's be clear and be honest. I'm going to be transparent, like, in the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, this is you came in knowing that this is what this I would about. This is what I do. Yeah. This is what I do. This is how I'm, I'm this is my bread and butter. Yeah. It's a little time consuming. Now I do shift and make time right. as I see fit. But if that don't work for you, I'm not going to give up 10 years of no. <laughs> of this work. And I don't blame you. So, you know, you get in there where you can fit, but cuz you know, you definitely you definitely have to be with somebody to understand. And oh, yeah. it's for them to understand, they have to have the same type of passion about something themselves. Right so on. when you say the way you look at that is the way I look at this, you know what I mean? And so when they when they understand passion, they may not know anything about filmmaking or in my case writing or producing, but if they have a passion about something, they will understand your passion and, right. and your dedication to the art form that you you know that you're trying to perfect. And what I do is like if, if I meet someone and they have a a, a business, like we can, let's bounce our business off each other. Exactly. You know, scratch each other's back. You got a business, I can shoot the pilot for it or yep. the promotion for it. Like, if you don't, if you don't come in looking at it that way, you definitely Something got a different right. motive. Something yeah. ain't right. Like, well, like I said, I ain't gonna call no names, but <laughs> you have dated someone I knew that had a business, and and I never could understand why she ain't got no commercial. Man. She got one of the best filmmakers <laughs> that I've ever met. You can Why, a thirty-second commercial, a sixty-second commercial. You lead her to the what is that? You lead her to the water. You can't, can't make, make them drink. drink. Like it, it just never made sense to me. You know, yeah. uh, with Liz, you know, if Liz is, uh, you know, she do comedy. Well, as a as a producer and a ghostwriter, of course, I'm going to try to help her be the best comic she can be. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be crazy if I didn't. And uh, so. 
Yeah, man, utilize resources in house first. Y'all can make money together. Like, yeah. who don't want that? That makes sense to me. Like, why would we go against each other? That know. makes absolutely no. We probably speaking a different language. Man, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what What would you say you've contributed to society? You know that people will be that remember when you gone. Well, and this is away from film. I'm like a real big advocate um, for the betterment of, of our people and our culture. Mm -hmm. um, in our city, like the homicide rate is just like oh, it's going man. through the roof. Yeah. Um, shout out to Derek Muhammad. Um, he's a real big advocate um, in the city for uh, no more violence. Um, he had a no more bloodshed uh, movement, and he that's still going. You know, I helped film some of those projects, mm -hmm. uh, and. Like, it's real sad, you know, because, like I said, I, I care for people other than myself. So, like, I try to find out ways where I can integrate the, the small percentage that I can give into helping. Like, if I have one person, like, transcend from being this thug or this gangster in the street to, man, it's something way better. Right. And way more lucrative because there's so many businesses that people are coming. We're, we're flourishing when it comes to um, being entrepreneurs right right yeah legal businesses right like so i try to you know just throw it out there every day man look you don't need to do that um i'm a real big advocate for fathers taking care of their daughters mm. like I, they people see me post on um facebook all day me and my daughter i call her her name michelle i call her the poomster right you know and i'm just showing that if you haven't had a relationship it's never too late. No, no. Like, man, yeah. get in there, man. Because you, you see what's on Instagram. These chicks oh, half naked, man. you know. And the first thing I think, dad must not be in there. Somebody, they, got, they had parents somewhere. Yeah. So somebody, man, get in there. It's never too late. They got derailed somewhere. Yeah, man. Create that bond or recreate that bond. Just stay on it. Yeah. Because you know what she could turn out to be. Boy. You see it on the gram every day. Mm. So, yeah, just our, our, the betterment of our people. Um us as a culture, um, supporting black businesses. I'm real big on that. Mm -hmm. uh, restaurants or, you know, whatever uh, products you have, you know, let's go let's support our own. Like, keep the money in-house. Mm -hmm. You know, Derek Muhammad would always tell me how long the black dollar circulates in our community. And we have it the least. Yeah, it ain't long. So, I'm always, I'm like, to the, I go to the grave, I'm pushing for all that. Well, I think it's like anything else. Like you said, we're becoming big in entrepreneurship because it's become a talked about thing. It like is. when it starts to be discussed and it becomes a reality, you know, to kids 18, 19, so I can own my own business? Yeah, man. You know, I was telling the kid that used to live in my neighborhood, <clears throat> my old neighborhood had like 5,000 houses in it. And I said, man, if I was your age, I'd be a millionaire. He's like, how's that, Mr. Wallace? I said, man, you 16 years old. Say you bought $150, go to Walmart, buy you a lawnmower, and it's, it was 22 <laughs> houses on our street. I was, you can cut like two or three of them a day at $30, $35. They got the, the uh, Hispanics cutting it, but I promise you, these people would much rather give a 16-year-old at $30. Mm -hmm. You know, I said, you cut you three a day, that's almost 100 bucks. Next day, you three more, three more. I said, you save up. Now, you hire a couple of Hispanics. <laughs> and now, you got you a street. Had them on the other street, pay them $8 an hour, whatever. I said, before it's all over, man, you could have a whole neighborhood. Sold up. Sold up. Now, you got 5,000 houses, let's just say, and you cutting them every every two weeks. I said, bro, 
And uh, so, <clears throat> the young man now, 26, 27, if he ain't a millionaire, he close. He took my advice. Man. And, but we met before I moved to New York. He's like, man, I want to meet up with you, let you meet my fiance. <clears throat> he about to get married. And uh, he said, man, I just want to say thank you because where I am now is because of you. And I was like, wow. Because I, I, I forgot about the conversation right, it, right. You know, 10, 11 years ago. But he took that advice. He didn't act on it right away, but eventually he did. But he got a pool cleaning and yard service. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we lacking that too. Uh, elders coming to the youngsters, you know, before they saw a wilding out. Yeah. The so-called OGs, like, I don't even know what happened to them. But we're not, we're not training up our, our, our village. You right, know? right. And it, it's going to take us. It's almost scary to this point now because you talk to the average 17, 18-year-old right now, they'll damn near try to kill you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what I try to make clear to them, you know, that any of them that list, like in America, they promote it so strong. Go to college, go to college, go to college. And there's nothing wrong with that. But don't leave the kid thinking if they don't go to college, they nothing. They ain't going to be nothing. And that's what I don't like. Like, quit, because everybody not going to go to college. I don't have a degree. Man, you know man. what I mean? There's like, so many people with degrees right here that's th working at McDonald's. Exactly, exactly. They got a gang of student loans. Yep, and so, then there's people with degrees, without degrees, like me and you, that own very successful businesses. It, like, so I, I hate for them to have that push, like, yo, if you don't go to college, man, that's you're dead end, because that's just not true. So the Thinkers Club moment, you think that's the... That's the, the government niche, just to try to get that. Oh, yeah. Because you know? they trying to push them student loans on them. Yeah, boy. And, and, you know, you 30 years old, oh, $200,000 student <laughs> loan, you probably never have that paid off. Yeah, you ain't unless go, you yeah. just come across a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But making those payments, it, you'll be 70 years old still paying yeah, that. Man. Yeah, everybody I know, you. T to me, really research what you're going, your major is. Absolutely. Because if you don't get a job in that, you just stuck with a. With that piece, piece of paper. paper. That's you, it. With that fancy, in a fancy frame mm -hmm. hanging on your wall. And you can go and jump in and boast there. Yeah, I went to HBCU. And? Okay. Yeah, what, what did it turn to? <laughs> well, now just, what? Just for you to go in and just throw it in my face. That's, that's right. I played such and said, okay, now All what? Right. Yeah, I don't want to hear Is it bringing you any money? Can exactly. you take care of your family off of it? Nope. <laughs> nope. Damn. Uh, who would you say is your greatest inspiration and why? Uh, greatest inspiration. Well, I'm, I'm gonna have to get that to my mom. Mm. Uh, my like my poise, my class, my humbleness, strictly come from Carlotta Lee. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and you know, to this day, I think. But I lost my dad when I was 15. He died in a car accident. Mm. Um, of course, she, you know, she did what she had to do. You know, to make sure that I was, we was raised right. I have one brother, make sure we was raised right, had everything we needed. But just following her humbleness, mm -hmm. like I took right after that to the point where people think that I'm stuck up or something because I'm so laid back and cool and oh, calm. You'll walk like, in the room and never say a word. I'm like, man, look, <laughs> one thing that I learned, never let people know who you are before you know who they are. Before you, that, that makes sense So I'd be me. quiet and I, I call myself, I believe I'm an analyst. Because I can read somebody in five minutes. Right. You know, before I want to, do I want to let myself, you know, give myself to this person mm -hmm. or just keep a, keep my distance? So I, I get it all from her, man, and, and thank God for her. One last question. If, uh, if you could go back in time and have a conversation with your younger self at any point in time throughout your life, what would you say and, and what, type, what advice would you give? Invest. 
invest, invest, invest in land, buy all the property I can get, buy all the land you can buy. Because knowing that, knowing now what I should would have should have known then, right? Oh man! Just because it wasn't a part of the conversation, it wasn't part. Of, like no one was talking about buying properties and right. buying homes. Now we've seen land developers coming in Houston, like they coming in here and buying up everything oh, and building lofts and uh, strip centers and yep. Like if I could have got in on that when it was cheap, right? Oh. it's funny you you talk about investment. I got a cousin. She. Walmart opened in East Texas. Like, that's where it started in Texas. In East Texas, where I think Palestine and Henderson, Jacksonville. And she was a manager at the Walmart in Jacksonville. And one of the, and this was like 79, 80, 81. Oh, wow. And one of the things they would do is they would get them a share, a share of Walmart stock each payday. And at the time, it was like 50 cents, 50, 60 cents a share. Well, uh, Ten years later, so ninety one, ninety two, it, it it got up to a pretty decent amount. Oh yeah, and she sold all her stock and moved to Houston and paid cash for a house, and I just thought that was so amazing. Like, like, damn, how much money could that have been if it wasn't for fifty cents? But it started at fifty cents <laughs> when she years. sold it. It was probably ten, twelve dollars a share, and she got you know, eight, ten, twelve thousand shares. Well, now it's some real money. So I think back then, like, man, I had a paper route starting in 1981. Think if I would have bought, you know, at least two yeah. shares each payday, $1. <laughs> and then, you know, and let that manifest into something. But like I said, it wasn't a part of the conversation. And then the reason I say land and property, I don't know anything else that doesn't depreciate. Yeah, yeah. Like land never goes down. No, it's, it's gonna be up there. And it's up gonna be up it's either gonna be high or higher. Yeah, they buy <laughs> you can buy all these cars and these uh your jewels and these Gucci's and man, as soon as you walk out the store with it or the lot, that's it. Yeah, it, it went we're down. dropping down. So Yep. Invest, invest, invest. And people still can do it to the, to this day. Like just, Absolutely. Just get in on it while you can. We just gotta make it part of the conversation. I say it all the time. We need to change our barbershop conversation, man. We need to quit talking about big booties and LeBron James and uh let's start talking about something that when we leave there that make us better. Ladies in the salon. Same thing. Man, cut out all that housewives and Right, right. This dude in the third and he, he slept with another and she <laughs> man, talk about something that's gonna, that's gonna lift your sisters you up. Absolutely. <laughs> Kill all that noise. Yeah, now before we wrap up, man, tell the people where they can find you. All right, all social media, um, Instagram, you can write me, uh, hit me at IRISE Films, that's I-R-I-S-E, Films, spelled with a Z at the end, all one word. Uh, Facebook, the same thing, IRISE Films. Twitter, at Rise DVD, R-I-S-E-D-V-D. Um, website, IRISEFilms.net. Man, check it out. I won't talk to you until you see it. <laughs> check my work out first, and we can have a conversation. Well, it is. And uh, uh, I'm marking this. Houston will be the next melting pot for uh, the film industry. I mark, receive it. Mark my words. I receive it. Well, that's a wrap, people. Uh, we'll be talking to you next time on the Life is Not Complicated. You are a Strong Opinion Podcast. Rise up. Hey, I really enjoy doing the Author Anchor podcast, but it's a little bit more fun doing my own. This, this life is not complicated. Oh, really? So that's what we're doing now? We're, we're talking about separate lives. Huh? I thought it was us coming together, uniting and communicating. Huh? Oh, no, but if you want to do your little, little separate thing, you huh? know what? Maybe I'll just turn around and do my own. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>